The Lord be with you. A reading of the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the doors were locked where the disciples were for the fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his sides. The disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. Whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, and whose sins you retain are retained. The Gospel of the Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So we are given two very powerful images of the Holy Spirit in our Pentecost readings. And the first one is His very name, which is Spirit. In the Hebrew, it's Ruach. In the Greek, it's Pneuma. And both of those are one of my favorite words. They are both an onomatopoeia which means it's a word that sounds like what it means. Ruach, pneuma, wind and air and breath. And so on Pentecost, the Holy Spirit comes like that rushing wind, and he fills the house where all of the disciples are. And then in our gospel reading, which is actually takes place on Easter evening, and Jesus comes to his disciples, I found it kind of ironic, actually, that the very thing we're all so concerned about these days, uh, breath or someone breathing on me, is precisely what Jesus does without a face mask, right? He breathes on his disciples and says, receive the Holy Spirit. But far from infecting them, Jesus confects them. He makes them into his apostles, and he sends them out on a mission by breathing his resurrected, immortal, divine ruach, pneuma, spirit on them and into them. And it launches them on their mission. And then there's a second image that we've become pretty familiar with in the last several months, actually, here at Trinity because of our Ignite journey, which is fire. That transforming energy of the Holy Spirit when he ignites faith in our hearts for Jesus, when he works in us all the other virtues like love and hope and and the fruits of the Spirit. And when you think about these two images of of wind and air and fire, they, they go together, right? If anybody's been doing campfires like I have been lately, I mean, it's that wind and air that fuels the fire. And what happens on on Pentecost is after that rushing wind comes and fills the place where they are, then the Spirit comes in tongues of fire and lands on each of the disciples, and it again ignites them for this mission. Both of these these images give us a strong sense of, of power and vitality, of energy, right? It should make us pause and ask, is is that me? And is that my relationship with Jesus right now, right? Am am, am I filled with energizing breath? Am I a roaring fire? Am I vibrant and, and lively and blazing hot or exhausted? 
and faint and smoldering. After several weeks now of this quarantine, now, friends, we're getting ready to head into the wonderful, but, you know, the lazy, hazy days of summer. And it's very, very easy to let the fire burn down and for the embers to grow cold or to get spiritually out of shape and have trouble catching our breath. If I can just encourage you to tend the fire, to stretch your spiritual lungs and to to breathe deeply. And it's not as hard as what it might seem. I mean, for starters, what we must do is just simply ask. Ask and then receive. Two great promises. The, The prophet Isaiah prophesies about Jesus, this wonderful passage, that a smoldering wick he will not snuff out. When we are weak and and faint and smoldering, Jesus is so gentle with us, he will not snuff us out. And then Jesus himself promises that the heavenly Father will give the Holy Spirit to those who ask. So, So just ask. Ask for the Father, for the Spirit. Ask the Holy Spirit, come, breathe deeply into me. Set my heart on fire, Holy Spirit, for Jesus ask. He's going to answer that prayer. And then as you're praying, reflect on what the Spirit is already doing. It's very easy to get discouraged when you start thinking about what you think or feel isn't happening, or to get exhausted when you think about what needs to be done, and oh, I just don't seem to have the energy to do it. No, 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 no. Just reflect on what the Spirit is doing. And let that encourage you. Let that inspire you. Let that fire you up. So if I may, can I share with you this morning three things that I see the Holy Spirit doing in our Trinity family? And I got to tell you, for me personally, this is, it's just really helping me right now to stay focused and be encouraged. Here's the first one. On this altar, are 145 of Ignite Generosity Commitments. That's 55% of the regular giving households of Trinity have, have made a commitment to this journey. It's even more exciting than that. 22%, these families who have committed, on average, have increased their generosity by 22%. 22%. 16 of our families indicated that for them, this is really the first time they've begun to give to the Lord at Trinity. They're just starting their generosity journey. 14 families have committed 50% or more than what they were giving. 29 families have at least doubled their generosity and their commitment. That's what the Holy Spirit is doing among us as He's growing our generosity. And all of this in the midst of a pandemic that interrupted this journey that we were on and an economy that is slumping. That's what the Holy Spirit is doing among us. But you know what has me fired up even more than that? Is that not everyone has joined the journey yet. That we are only just beginning. What we are celebrating this morning is a milestone, not a finish line. 
All along, we've been saying in this Ignite journey that it isn't so much about the financial goals we have, though we have them. It is about every one of us being personally transformed, every one of us becoming a more generous person and a follower of Jesus. And if you haven't had a chance to join in on this journey, I invite you to do that. And that's what gets me excited because when I think about that, when the Holy Spirit moves every heart at Trinity to join in on this generosity journey, think of what that's going to mean for us. I mean, first of all, we're going to need an altar that's like twice as big as this. But more importantly, think of the impact that we are going to be able to make on a world that is hurting so much right now. And that brings me to the second thing. He was getting us ready for this, was he not? I mean, we, we thought we knew, but we had no idea what the Holy Spirit was up to in preparing us. And I don't mean just financially, but as he was breathing his life-giving breath into our hearts and stoking that fire within us, he was getting us ready for these very dark and difficult and challenging times we are experiencing right now. We had no idea what was coming, but that's the Holy Spirit leading us and guiding us. And it's at moments like this, friends, that our faith can shine the absolute brightest. See, we are still moving forward. We are pursuing our Ignite goals. They haven't changed. And they've been adjusted, just like everything in life has been adjusted lately, right? Here, here's a really great example. This, one of our Ignite goals we said, you know what, we want to do more to get outside of our walls, to expand our reach outside of our walls. Now, this was not a part of the original plan, but it, not our plan, it was part of the Holy Spirit's plan. But this pandemic strikes, and all of a sudden, we got to figure out how to live stream. And praise God, he gave gifts to people like Corey Cox and Matt Harrits and our musicians and others to put that together. Now look what's happened. You talk about expanding our reach outside of our walls in ways we could have never imagined. There have been so many of you who have reconnected with our Trinity family, and we're so thankful for that. And then there have been so many others that you've connected with Trinity for the very first time, and we welcome you. We're so glad that you're here. Friends, do you realize that when we now worship together, you talk about outside of our walls, literally, our worship right now is across this nation and even all around the world. I was told of someone this week who's on the other side of the planet who tunes in and worships with us. That's outside the walls in ways we could have never, ever imagined. Here's the third thing that so deeply encourages me, what the Spirit is doing. It is how he is holding our Trinity family together. How he's even expanding our Trinity family and extending our reach, even though we haven't been able to be in person together so much. It's the way in which we've made care calls on each other, helped each other with different tasks and run errands and made face masks and all the things that have needed to be done. It's the way that we've experienced worshiping Jesus in our homes and realizing, oh, he really lives there with us. This is what the Spirit is doing. He's holding us together. I want to show you now just a part of what the Spirit is doing. Because as they say, a picture or a video speaks louder than a thousand words.